Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. In this episode, we talk about being a teacher and why you might want to start a podcast. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change, big change, big change, big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today I am sitting down with Cindy Liming. Cindy is actually a listener of this podcast, or at least uh, she was when I first met her. And um, she is one of those rare breeds of people that says she's going to do something and actually does it. And so she uh, shared interest in launching a show. I gave her some information on that. And, and I, I believe she enrolled in a course I had at the time on the subject. Um, and lo and behold, now she has a podcast. Uh, and that's, I, that's actually ridiculously impressive because the amount of people who have said to me, hey, I'm going to launch a podcast and even paid to, to get some help with that, that end up not doing it is far greater than you would imagine. Uh, she's also a teacher, but I'm going to let her speak a little bit more about that. Um, with that said, in this episode, I do want to pick her brain on the process of launching, sort of what that looked like internally. Uh, a few weeks ago, we spoke with Brittany Felix on how to launch a show, the the podcast coach. But I want to hear now from someone who's done it recently, who uh, has, has done it from the point of view of, of never having done it before and and just sort of learn their perspective. And I also want to talk a little bit about teaching, being in the classroom and, and what that perspective looks like uh, in, in America today. So Cindy, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm glad to be here today, Greg. 
Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to have you. Thank you for taking some time to be here. Um, so before we jump in, I, I want to learn a little bit more about uh, how you introduce yourself. Say you are at like a networking event or, or you're meeting somebody new. Uh, how do you introduce yourself? Um, I, I'm just, my name is Cindy Liming and I am a teacher and a wife and a mom of five. And I, my life is very complicated. Um, and, uh, I think what throws uh, people off a lot is that my husband and I actually don't live together. We live an hour apart. Um, so I, and I have two jobs in addition to then wanting to start a podcast. So, um, I've had to explain that a lot. I, I almost feel like I need a t-shirt or something that says it because it's, it's kind of wordy, but that's, that's pretty much who I am. Okay. So I want to, um, I think the first place we have to start then, uh, not necessarily the direction I thought this would go, but, uh, how do you find the time? for all of this. I mean, two jobs, uh, you and your husband are an hour and apart, an hour apart. You have five kids. Are, are all the kids living with you? No. Um, he, this is my second marriage. So his two boys live with him. And then I have three of my own here. Okay. So yeah. three in the house. Yeah. Um, what, so uh, seven of us all together, uh, give or take like any other time, like any right. random time, all seven of us are together in one house. <laughs> Okay. So how, how do you find the time? How do you do all of this? That's a good question. Um, I have had to first accept the fact that I will never have large chunks of time, which is, was hard for me until, I don't know, I just came to this realization that I just have to accept that there's never, ever going to be large chunks of time because that was one of the things that was stopping me from doing anything extra, um, especially the podcast, because I kept telling myself there's, I need like, I would say to myself, oh, I probably need like four hours to do this. And four hours is never going to come in my life. Four interrupted hours is not happening. Um, so first I had to accept that I'm going to get 15 minutes here or five minutes there. And, um, and I just have to make use of, of those few minutes here and there. And then a lot of stuff gets done at night when everybody's in bed. Got it. And so it's sort of that, what, 9am to two in the morning schedule? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And so how, um, what habits or routines have you sort of had to adopt in order to keep your energy up for, for all of that, as well as being able to sort of execute at nighttime? Because uh, I know for me and, and for many people listening, uh, things get tough at the end of the day because you are burned out from the rest of the day. And I, I would assume that that's increased in your case. Yes, I, I, I pretty much have my youngest one. She's seven kind of on a schedule and she's not adjusted to the time change still. Um, so she's typically falling asleep between seven and seven thirty. So that actually kind of gives me a lot of time to get things done. But a lot of times it's not the podcast that gets done. It's usually catching up on laundry or cleaning from dinner or God knows what, sometimes breakfast. Um, but her going to bed pretty consistently is good. Um, I try to get into bed at nine. Um, and my 
bedtime routine is basically like, um, I like to, I have to journal. I like to do a lot of journaling and, um, and I like to, uh, I have a couple of journals that I write in, but one of the things that I make it a habit to do is just writing down things that I'm thankful for in the day. Um, and then, uh, let's see. And then after that, um, I'll read a little bit and then I'll work on the podcast because I have to like, unwind before I have to wind up again and think about working on the podcast or sometimes it's not even the podcast. A lot of times it might be my second job that I'm working on or, um, just schoolwork. Um, but usually like from nine to 10 is where I go back and refocus and then I'll fall asleep like between 10 and 10 30. So that's kind of my routine as far as getting things done in the evening. Okay. And, and so, uh, and we know that having, routines like that is sort of how you get a lot done in a, a uh, little bit of time. Uh, how do you think about uh, like energy management? So for example, uh, I know for a lot of people in order to do something like that, in order to maintain their energy in that sort of a hectic environment, uh, they have to eat in a certain way every single day, or they have to have uh, X amount of glasses of water every single day. Are, are, are these things you think about? Or is there anything you think about that way? Um, well, recently, because one of the things that's really tough for me is get, keeping my health. I mean, I'm pretty healthy, knock on wood. My daughter is sick at home today, but I'm pretty healthy for the most part. Um, but my energy is something that I have to deal with. And like, like I said, like a lot of times I'll just fall asleep. Like last night, um, my son wanted to sit down and watch TV with me for a little bit. And I don't want to pass that up, especially since he's going to be going to college um, pretty soon. And so it's like, I sat down just to watch one little episode of impractical jokers and I was out. Um, so it's like, I just, that happens a lot. Like I'll just sit down and fall asleep and I just have learned, I gotta accept it. I mean, if I'm going to go to sleep and that's the way it is, it's just, if I fall asleep randomly and I miss out on getting things done, well, guess what? It's going to be there (laughs) tomorrow. Um, so as far as getting rest, if, if I fall asleep, so be it, it'll, I'll move on. But, um, but I also started the keto diet. Um, I was on it for maybe a month and, um, I actually did really well, which is huge for me because I stink with eating. I like to eat a lot. I like to eat unhealthy food all the time. Um, so I started the keto diet and I think I lost like up to nine pounds, but, um, but then, uh, you know, Thanksgiving came around and I'm really good at making excuses to eat. And so, um, I've put it all back on again, but, um, but I am starting today. Actually, I've been pretty much carb free today. So. Oh, well, uh, well, best of, of luck with that then. Um, I, I do want to hit on one more thing before we sort of transition here. Um, I find that one of the the biggest questions I get from hosting this show is uh, how do I uh, forgive myself or how do I stay kind to myself when you maybe set those routines and in your case, you fall asleep before you have a chance to or or you, you just don't get to it or you're too tired at the end of the day. How how do you get to this place? Because you've said it a few times now where, where you had to just accept that you're never going to have big chunks of time or you have to just accept that sometimes you're going to fall asleep before you work on it. How do you get to that place where 
you are emotionally able to forgive yourself and be okay with it. Um, you're right. I have to, that's a huge thing though. Like just accepting that this is, this is the way it is. I am doing everything I can to be my best every day. And if I fall asleep in the middle of that, then that's okay. Um, I, because I'm giving, I am very much giving a hundred percent as much as I can. And, and if I fall asleep, then my body needs that. Um, because if I keep going, I, it's going to get bad. And so, um, it's true though. A lot of, I feel like a lot of what we do, I feel like as people, we get very hard on ourselves and I am classic, or at least I used to be, um, for doing all of that negative self-talk. And I'm done with it because I don't, I don't have time to beat myself up. I mean, literally, like if you could have seen all of the hoops I had to jump through just to get to this point today right now, um, is, is it's crazy. And so I, I don't have time to beat myself up anymore. I just, this is, this is what happened. I tried my best and if, if it falls apart, then um, one thing I always tell myself is that I don't ever fail. I don't ever lose. I learn. And so that's just the way I have to go about my business because I refuse to take the time to beat myself up because life is too short to do that. So it sounds like, um, you've kind of built up that, that mental fortitude just, over time, just maybe doing it enough that you realize, Hey, this is really just not even worth it. Right. Right. I don't think that negativity and beating myself up is worth my time. I much rather spend my time being effective or building people up or myself or whatever it may be. I just rather spend my time doing something that's worthwhile. And after beating myself up for years and years, it's, I don't have time for that. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, so I, I think this actually makes a really good uh, transition to something I'm, I'm very curious about. Uh, so if I understand correctly, you uh, you teach children, right? Yes, I teach fifth grade science and social studies. Okay, fifth grade. Um, and so how has, as you've grown as a person, as you've navigated your own challenges and, and learned to get to this place where you're able to forgive yourself and not beat yourself up. How has that affected how you, uh, how you are as a teacher, whether from the point of view of 
uh, hey, I, I wasn't able to reach this particular kid or from the point of view of the, the lessons you try to impart into them on a day to day basis. OK, so you you're asking me how has how have my own experiences affected how I am as a teacher? Yeah. And, and the reason let me just add a little context. The reason I ask is I think that that reaction of, hey, I failed, I screwed up and, and I should feel bad about myself like that is taught to us as yeah. children. That is something that as we are growing up, we start to adapt um, or rather adopt. And, and so I'm just curious, being in that place yourself, how has that affected the way you interact with those kids? Um, a lot of what I do is like, I try to figure out, and this is kind of like my philosophy when it comes to teaching, I try to figure out where the kids' strengths are or what they're passionate about. And then I try to build from there. So like, and I'll be honest with you, school is not for everyone. Like I've had kids who, um, are not good at school and they have to work really hard um, to get average grades, but they're outstanding, like they're an outstanding drummer or they're an outstanding guitarist. And it's like, you know, yes, I think you need to learn, you know, math and writing and, you know, things like that. But just for some kids, it's that school is not going to be their thing. I mean, other things might be their thing. And I think that's totally okay. Um, but I also like within the classroom, um, like for example, the other day we were talking about the universe because we're talking about space and, um, and then like, you know, other dimensions came up, like, are there other dimensions and what about wormholes and this, that, and the other, and then it turned into stranger things. So then we started talking about that. And then like all the kids started hopping onto that. So like, at the end of the day, I was like, we were all like really excited about that conversation. And then I started thinking, okay, well, how can I like kind of incorporate those things that they're very interested in, into the things that, that I have to deliver, that I have to teach them at this age level. So that's kind of how I'm, I'm working through that with the kids. And I tell them all the time, it's like, you know what, you don't, you don't fail. You don't. You've just learned that this isn't this isn't how it works. This isn't how you do it. I tell them that philosophy all the time. So I'm a big fan of um, uh, this idea of taking perspectives from one arena and combining it with another in order to make the 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 second thing much more palatable, which sounds like that's what you're doing. You're sort of taking these things they do connect with and bringing it back to the things that you do have to, to bring to them. Would you say that that's accurate? Yes. Um, how have you, have you thought much about how adults can, can bring that same process into their life? Yes. Because <laughs> um, as far as making things like a little more exciting for ourselves in an environment that we really aren't excited about, is that what you're asking? Yeah. So how, I mean, we all, that's the thing, right? So you graduate college for those of you who go to college or high school for those of you who didn't. And for many adults, you just sort of stop learning. You just sort yeah. of stop picking up new skills and doing anything. And, um, and I find that the ability to keep learning in whatever form is one of the biggest things that are going is going to affect the quality of your life. So I'm, I'm curious how we can bring that same concept to make learning much more fun after we're out of school. Well, for myself, um, 
I learn a ton from podcasts. And I think I told you before, like the last time we talked that you're actually the first podcast that I've ever listened to. Um, and so like, yeah, (laughs) um, but the, the funny thing was, is that I didn't even know what it was. Like, I feel like half of America doesn't really know what it is. So like when I tell people that I have a podcast, like they're like, what's that? And I have to explain it. And I was that person. I didn't know what it was. And um, one of my friends told me, she's like, well, I work out and she's telling me all these things that she does to work out. And I'm like, well, I hate working out. And she's, I'm like, how do you get through that? Like, it's just painful. And I don't like being sweaty and it hurts. And she's just like, well, I listen to podcasts. And so like, that's what I started doing. So now when I work out, I still don't like to work out, but I'll listen to you or I'll listen to, you know, I've got a couple other podcasts that I like, or I'll listen to a book on, on uh, audible. So, um, that's one way that like, I really don't like working out, but when I know that like you've uploaded another episode, then I'm looking forward to that. So I feel like I'm still learning or like in the car, I'm always listening to something like it's rare that I listen to music in the car anymore because, um, when I have my kids, that's like music time. But when I'm by myself, um, I want to learn something like, I don't know what happened, but like, (laughs) I have like this total thirst to learn more all the time. So I just try to, like, I try to be multitasking anytime that I can listen to a book or a podcast, like cooking dinner or every morning, it's a routine. Every single morning I put my makeup on and there's a podcast going on so that I'm just always incorporating that. And then like at work, um, and I feel like a lot of people could um, maybe do this to make themselves a little happier at work because I love my job. I really do. But I'll be honest with you. It's not, it's not, it's just like any other job. Like you don't love everything about your job. You don't always feel like going into work. And so like, I'll like incorporate things into my job that make me happy. Like in my whole, like all of my colleagues know this, like the other day, and I did an episode on this because I feel like I have a little bit of seasonal depression because it's dark all the time and rainy and cold. <laughs> and um, I made 3D snowflakes with my students. So we, when we had downtime, we made 3D snowflakes. And these are like really, this is, not, this is not your typical snowflake. These are amazing snowflakes. <laughs> and we were as happy as could be. So like, we just took some time, like the kids wanted to come down at lunch. We want to make snowflakes. Okay, well, let's make snowflakes. And so I hung them up and like the kids were happy. I was happy. The other kids and staff members that were going down the hall are like, oh, look at all these snowflakes. This is great. And like, that made me happy. And I was also at work. Or like today, I put Christmas music on while the kids were um, working. Like, I did not want to come to work today. I'll be honest with you. We're coming off Thanksgiving break. This is not the place I wanted to be today. And so I put Christmas music on. So that made it better. It just, just little things that will make it, mm-hmm. make you get through it. So it's looking for whatever the, the activity is. It's looking for uh, those, whether it's moments or activities or uh, things that, that you can add on to it in the form of a podcast or music or whatever it is that does make maybe the thing that seems kind of dreadful, uh, not so bad. Yes. Especially like with the whole working out thing. Like, I really don't like that. Can you tell? <laughs> so I'm telling you, Greg, you have gotten me through a lot of workouts with your podcast. Well, I, I, <laughs> I feel very, very honored to, to be a part of that. Um, so let's talk about your podcast, because now I'm understanding a bit more why you chose the name that you did. 
Uh, so it's called Your Daily Dose of Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about why you called it that and sort of what it means to you? Yes. Um, it's kind of funny because the whole word awesome has kind of evolved. So like my friends that have been friends with me for a while, um, it was it started off as an inside joke because um, I years ago, I can't even think of how many years it's been, but at least probably six years ago, maybe more, um, our superintendent who I love, um, wanted to do a little book study with us. And, you know, I'm kind of a book nerd. So I was really excited about that. And, um, he wanted us to read good to great. I don't know if you've heard of that. Okay. Well, that's not my kind of book. (laughs) Um, And I found it to be very boring, but, um, but one thing that resonated with me was getting the right people on your bus and getting the wrong people off the bus. Mm. So like, um, in that book, it's more directed towards like businesses. Um, have you read it? Yes. Yes. I have. Yeah. So it's like a, it's more of a business type book, but a school technically is kind of a business, you know? So, um, so I read it, didn't get a whole lot out of it because it was too hard for me to read. It was too dry, (laughs) the style (laughs) of writing, but I did get that out of it. Like getting the right people on your bus and getting the wrong people off of your bus. So then from there, like I would say, you know, I would say, well, I've got a bus of awesomeness and I made it my life. And so like, I would joke around and it was like a little Facebook thing I would put out just on like a post and I would say, you know, who's on my bus of awesomeness today? And it was kind of funny because I'd get people saying, well, I want to be on the bus, but you're going to have to drag me a little bit. (laughs) And um, it just turned into this fun thing. And so then I started a blog called the bus of awesomeness and where I kind of like, because I've had some difficult challenges in my life. And, and part of it is because I had the wrong people on the bus. And I know that sounds really harsh, but I just, I need, and I feel like everybody needs to be surrounded by the right people. And like, I, when I would say things like, okay, well, you're just not like, I wouldn't say this to a person, but I'm just saying like in my mind, like if I'm, if somebody's very, very negative, for example, I might say, well, that person would not be on my bus, but that's not a bad thing. Like they're on their own bus. I just feel like we're all on our own bus of awesomeness and it's okay if someone's not on my bus, um, because they've got their own bus and they're going to go somewhere else, probably not the place that I'm going. Um, so then that turned into a blog and then, um, and then I don't know, I just kind of like the sound of your daily dose of awesome. Like I wanted to keep awesome in the, um, in the title and it isn't daily. I just, I just like the sound of it. So (laughs) it just came in my head and that's the way it went. Came from, from good to great actually is where it came from. Ah, that that is really fascinating. Uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, what the well. Let me ask you this: What is your favorite episode from the show? Hmm. From my show? Or- from your yeah, show? Um. Gosh, I don't know. I've not really thought about that. Um. I would say definitely not my first few. <laughs> that's to be expected. Um, that's for sure because those are a little. Um rough, a little messy, but, um, I don't know. Um, I kind of liked, I kind of liked the one I did, um, last week, I think it was on seasonal depression because after I did it, I felt better. 
So, um, a lot of times when I, I feel like, and maybe, I don't know if you feel like this, but a lot of times I almost feel like my podcast is for me. Um, yeah, yeah, just to like get it out and like, it makes me organize my thoughts and, um, and like, like I said, and you probably get the same thing in New York, but like this weather is dreadful. And it just, um, after organizing my thoughts and like kind of getting a plan in action through the podcast, I felt better. So, um, so maybe the one I did two weeks ago on seasonal depression. Got it. And I highly uh, recommend that people listening go and check that out. Uh, I do want to hear from you, though, just how you describe the show. Like what, why, what will people get from listening? My hope is that people will get um, tips on how to add awesome into your everyday Um, kind of like your show, like how, um, one thing I really liked about your show is how you have doable tips that you can do every day. And so like mine is kind of like that. Um, but I just, it's, it's about how to, how to add awesome or how to see awesome in the everyday, because, um, not every day is going to be like, you know, like you've, want a whole bunch of money. I mean, like, you know, you're going to have days in your life where you have this phenomenal day. Um, but it's not like that every day. So we've got to figure out how we're going to make the most of each day. So my show is trying to find the awesome in every day or how to create it in your every day, because, um, life is just, it's too short to not see the magic in your every day. Absolutely love that. So Cindy, thank you so, so much for, for being willing to jump on the show to share uh, your experiences, your your own processes, how you sort of manage your energy, how you manage your, uh, your emotions towards yourself and your own behaviors. Uh, I, I just can't thank you enough for being willing to jump on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Like it, it is such a big deal to actually be on your show because you've been such a part of my life and you don't even know it. Um, so to actually get to be on your show is a huge, huge honor for me. Thank you. Well, I am glad that uh, we could could bring you on. And for those of you listening, I highly, highly recommend that you take a listen to Cindy's show, uh, Your Daily Dose of Awesome. Uh, I actually was the, a guest on the show a few weeks ago uh, as of this recording. Um, so definitely take the time to go listen through her episodes. And there is definitely some stuff that you can walk away from her show with and feel inspired yourself. And maybe one day you'll start a podcast of your own. Uh, With that said, as always, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to click subscribe if you haven't already. That is the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode. Uh, Also, find me on Instagram at Greg Clunas. I typically reply to every single DM if you want to have a conversation, if you want to connect and and just sort of... uh, speak to each other that is probably the best place to reach me so at greg clunas on instagram and as always remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day